Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying chapter 2 of the book of the Prophet Nachum, uh, the Navi Nachum, Perak Beis, and this is Saul Weinreb, the host for your podcast. The last chapter that we read, which was the first chapter of the book of Nachum, was primarily a warning to the people of Nineveh, the, the capital of the nation of Assyria, and a warning that they had drawn the wrong conclusions from their success in the past of avoiding uh, destruction by God. And the conclusions that they had made was that basically they can get away with anything and they can continue oppressing others and that God was not powerful enough to to, uh, punish them and to take care of them, so to speak. The... um, because of those wrong conclusions, Nahum ended the first chapter. The prophet ended by saying, since God now sees that you are not going to uh, repent, you are not going to humble yourselves before God, like you did once upon a time in the days of Jonah, um, therefore your time is up. And that's how he ended in the last two verses. This, this chapter here, chapter 2, he is going to talk, since the decision has just been made at the end of the last chapter, he's going to talk about the destruction of Nineveh and also give us a pretty strong hint as to what exactly was wrong with Nineveh and what is the sin that they are being punished for. So let us begin with verse 1. Uh, and the verse 1 actually starts from the perspective of the nation that was oppressed. Now, Nahum was standing prophesying to the, to the people of Yehuda, the people of Judah, and, and he is, um, they are one of the primary recipients of the oppression of, of the people of Assyria. So he's talking to them. He nay, behold, Al-Hehorim, on the mountains, you can look up on the mountains and see the, the footsteps of the one bringing the news, Mashmiah Shalom, the one who is coming to tell us that Assyria has been destroyed. Remember, Assyria is to the north. When one approaches Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, the capital of Judah from the north, one approaches from the mountains. And um, he's coming to bring the news of the destruction of Assyria, which... Uh, which happened uh, at the hands of the Babylonians. Um, this, so the prophecy is saying that Nineveh will be destroyed by, the, by their enemies, and someone is coming to tell the people of Judah the news that your oppressors are now gone. Mashmiah Shalom, the one who is coming to bring the news of peace. Chagi Yehuda Chagayich Shalmi Nidoroyich. Yehuda, you can now celebrate your holidays. You can fulfill all of your vows to God. You can feel free to go back to worshiping God and stop being uh, nervous and worried and anxious about your oppressors to the north. Because no longer will the the Belial um, is is the the bully or the uh, people the blasphemers uh, the people that that tried to that uh, caused you so much suffering. They will no longer come among you. They have been completely destroyed. Allah mefits al The mefits, the one who scatters everyone about, because 
when the uh, when the invaders come, everyone scatters. So they are called the mefits. They have they have left. They have they have once come upon you. Um, uh, so Allah mefits the 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 one who is the one who came upon you natsar mitsura they have now uh, enclosed themselves into into uh, their fortifications the um the the translation i just gave was the translation of rashi that that um and uh, the the radak looks at it a little differently he says allah mefits the mefits has left right he's gone the um, and Natsar Mitsura, therefore, you can go back and rebuild the fortified cities which he has destroyed. Uh, that would be a second way of reading this. Um, the uh, one, one way out, uh, the, the, the way the Radak reads this is like, is like if you understand, when people are confident in their security, then they get they, they feel strong, they can build themselves up, and that kind of I'm going to continue reading it along that path. Go ahead. You can now look out on the roads. Chazik Masnaim. You can you can steady up your your you can strengthen your 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 loins. Ameitz Koach Maod. You can you can strengthen yourselves and be strong and brave now. Very strong and brave because you don't have to worry anymore about those powerful oppressors from the north. You can start building yourself up. You can start rebuilding those cities that have been destroyed, and so on. Kishav Adonayet Gaon Yaakov, because God is going to return and restore the the greatness. Uh, this Gaon could mean pride. In some cases, it means it means pride in a negative way. In some cases, it means the pride in a positive way. And here is meaning it means it in a positive way, because God has restored the pride of Jacob, Kigaon Yisrael, like the pride of Israel. Now, usually, Gaon Yisrael would mean the northern kingdom as opposed to the southern kingdom. Which was called Yehuda. In this case, it Gaon Yisrael. The most of the commentaries understand this to mean that, um, like the the God is going to restore the pride of the people of Jacob, like the pride of Israel that was from the days gone by. In other words, the days before they split up, the days when it was at its height, its powerful days, the days of David, the days of Solomon. God is going to restore the pride of Yaakov, like the pride of the old days. Which makes one wonder if this prediction here is referring to this uh, the time uh, when the Assyrians were destroyed, or maybe this is referring to a time ultimately in the future, the future days, the days of the Messiah, because there never really was a time that God restored all of the people of Israel to its glory days, so to speak. But um, that, that remains to be understood. Of course, one can understand these verses many different ways. Kivikokum was still in verse three. Kivikokum bokikim uzumorehem shichetu. Though the, even though the 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 bokikim, which I saw the JPS translates as marauders, bokikim are those that run into a place and empty it of everything that's there. Uh, the looters, the rioters, right? They have come and they have emptied out the entire. People of, of, of Israel is Morehem Shichesu, and they cut down all of their branches, so to speak. They cut down their branches by exiling them, by destroying them. However, God will restore the people. That would be one um, way of understanding Kivikokum um, uh, that is referring to Israel. The Metsudos feels that. 
this Kivikakumbokakim refers to the people of Ninveh, so that the verse would be read as follows. God has restored the pride of Yaakov because he has emptied out the people of Ninveh and destroyed the branches of the people of Ninveh in, uh, by, by, the, by the wars that have been waged against the people of Ninveh and Assyria. We then turn to verse 4, which um, is, is most, most of the commentaries understand this to be referring to the people of, of Assyria. And um, I'm going to first read it the way they read it, and, uh, and then I'm going to give uh, suggest another possible way to read it. So, Magain Giborehu, the shields of their powerful men, Adam, are painted red. Because red is like a, a, a royal color, but also a, a frightening color, but also one that, that gets attention. Their armed men are dressed in cloaks that are metulaim, that are, that are um, uh, in crimson colored. They're colored red, bright red uniforms. The, the, um, the, uh, the rechav, their, their chariots are, are, they are bright like flaming torches on the day that they are prepared. They're brand new, shining, bright red like flames. We have and their spears, or broshim could also mean their arrows, haralu, are tipped with poison. The people of Ninveh are ready for war. Bachutzos and outside Yisholulu Harechev, the the chariots are 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 making a ton of noise and they're running and going. Yishtak shikun baruchovot. This is a word is kind of anamanapia. Yishtak shikun. You're hearing all the clicking and clacking. Shtak 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 of in the streets. Marehen kalapidim. They look like um like uh like uh, fire because when the metal wheels scrape against the rocks, they create sparks and these. They, they are running and, and sparkling like, like streaks of lightning. He is Kor Adirav. And he then, he, he calls out to, as the king of Ninveh calls out to his powerful men, and he and they start stumbling and tripping over each other as they go on their ways. And they start running towards the wall to defend it. And the sochech, the which means a, like a shelter from the word of sukkah, a shelter is prepared. There's various ways to understand this, but uh, the Radak explains that the sochech are, are when the the besieging army approaches the wall to try to undermine and break down the wall, they 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 put big um, they carry posts with with a roof on it to cover them so that the stones that are being thrown at down at them from the top of the wall shouldn't harm them. And that so they so what what we're reading here is that the defenders are rushing towards the wall to defend it and the and the oncoming army is ready with their with their with their shelters in order to come and break down the wall. And then what happens Shaharehan Haros Niftahu then the gates of the rivers because we know that the gates of the city of Ninveh opened up to the rivers, um, the Euphrates and the Tigris, that um, they are opened by Namog. And all of a sudden, now that the, and once the gates are opened, the city falls, and the Heichal, which is the palace, has, has, has gotten, has, is being struck down, is being destroyed.
והוצב גולתו הועלוסו. And the, this, line, this is verse 8, הוצב is translated by Rashi to, and the Mitsudos to refer to the queen. From the language we find in Psalms, where it says, um, the uh, daughters of kings will wait upon you, this is in, in Psalms 45 verse 10, uh, the queen will be standing at the right. So it uses the language of nitzvah, the same root, to refer to the queen. So v'hutzav, the queen who stands at the side of the king, gulitzah, she has been exiled, ho'alasah, and she is carried away. The amhoseah and her servants, her maidservants, her handmaidens, minhagos, are acting, or are they are they are escorting her out, kikol yonim, like doves that are that are that are crying, mitofafos alibayim, they are striking their hearts with their hands in grief as they escort the queen out of the Hechal. Um, I, I wanted to go back to verse 4 and read those, these verses a little bit differently and, and read the... the uh, uh, I would su- suggest that it's possible we read this a different way. Um, and if you noticed, in the middle of verse... Um, uh, when we came to verse 6... We read verse 4 and 5 talking about the red, uh, royal, and, 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 and bright um, uh, uh, shields and, and um, uniforms of the, of the Assyrian soldiers. And then, the, and then in verse 6, uh, we learned that uh, the, the, um, the general, I guess, called out his, his people and told them, go defend the wall. And then all of a sudden we flipped and said that the shelters of the people attacking um, are now prepared. So it, there's this flip from talking about the, uh, the people being attacked to the people attacking. It's kind, of, it, it, and it, it's kind of a little jarring the way it flips from one to the other. So I want to suggest a possible way to read these verses very differently. That from verse 4 and on, it's actually referring to the attackers. I'm sorry, it's it's referring to the people of of Ninveh, but in a totally different way, and and it would be as follows, um, and that is that is as follows: Magen Giborehu, his powerful the, the the shields of his powerful people Adam are bloody with blood because they are getting slaughtered, and Shechayel Metulaim, the men of of, of with arm men in arms, the armed men are metulaim. Their their garments are soaked red. Be'esh pilados harechev. Their 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 chariots get burned in fire. Biyomachino the day they're trying to build them, they're they're already burnt. Vihabiroshim haralu and the arrows that are aimed at them are are tipped with poison. Bachutzos outside yisholulu harechev. The, the chariots are making tons of noise and, and, and tumult because they're losing, they're, they're, they're getting attacked and there's just tumult in the, in, in the camp that's at losing, that's being attacked and, and trying to retreat. And they're, they're clicking and clacking and banging and smashing all over the streets. They look like flames just flying everywhere because they're burning, they're being destroyed by the enemy. Like lightning. They're getting crushed. This Yerotzeitzu here would mean getting crushed. And then Yizkor Adirav, and now we flip to the, uh, he then calls out 
to his his powerful ones, trying to tell them to to attack back and fight. But they keep on tripping over as they run. Every time they try to fight, they trample over each other because it's all chaos. When they try to run towards the wall to protect it. And, and they um, prepare the shelters because they're trying to duck. They're trying to duck into shelters to protect themselves from the oncoming onslaught and the fire coming from the enemy that's attacking. And then the gates are open I believe that my way reads a lot smoother um, and I just wanted to suggest that as a possible reading of these of these verses so now I'll go on to verse 9 used to be in the olden days in the old days it was like a tranquil pool of water it had everything it needed it was a it was a it was a it was protected the waters didn't flow out. They were there and they were reliable. But now it's just flowing out everywhere. It's like somebody busted a hole in the tank and the water is just flowing everywhere. He's calling out the stand, stop, stop and fight. But no one is turning around. No one is listening. Everyone is running. And then the enemy is yelling, Bozu Kesef, Bozu Zahav. Let's plunder all of the silver and plunder all of the gold. There is no limit to the amount of, of wealth and riches that we can find here in this city. Kavod mikol klichemda. It is full, it is, like a, it is heavy, it is full with all kinds of wonderful vessels and objects that we can find. Buka umevuka umevulaka. This place is now empty and desolate and devastated. Vilevna mace and the heart of the people has sunk morale is completely gone their knees are are chattering and the knees are buckled people are just collapsed to the floor and and everyone's um and their waists and their bellies and it's just it's just a, this feeling of trembling and this feeling of of loss and the 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 uh, faces of everyone has become gray and 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 desolate. In these next three, which are the last three verses, we're going to get a hint as to why God is is meeting out this destruction against Ninveh. There's this, or at least one major aspect of what was wrong with Ninveh and why they deserved this punishment. And we know this from history, and we know this from um, from many uh, the, the books of the prophets and so on. We've seen this before. How vicious they were. And how in, in their, when they conquered other nations and how they acquired their wealth by conquering other nations and also by double-crossing them. The double-crossing aspect we're going to get to in Nahum 3. But this, in the next three verses we're going to talk more about the viciousness with which they oppressed the nations that they conquered. Ayeim aroyos. Where is that den of lions? Umirehu lakvirim. That place where the, the young lions in that city would would wander at, like as if they were at pasture. Asher halach sham, the place where the lions and the lavi is another word for for lions. They would all go there. Gur machrid, a place where the um, lion's cub would be, and they had they, there was nothing that they were afraid of. 
What happened to that den of lions? That den of lions that, let's do verse 13, the lion who would leave that city and tear up other people and tear up other nations in order to feed his own children. And the lion who strangled, strangled other nations in order to feed his young lions. The one who filled his, 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 um, his dens his, his holes, his homes, his places, he filled it with the torn up uh, wealth and the torn up bodies of the ones who he conquered. And his, his um, storehouses are full of what he has taken from others. This is, where did he go? Where did that happen to him? That's what the world is going to say. He used to be this den of lions that, that fed upon the rest of the world. But now God says in verse 14, I am going to be to deal with you, says God himself. I am going to burn up in everything, all of your chariots, and your power is going to be burnt up in smoke. And your young lions that you were that your armies went to to plunder other places and bring back the, the booty. They are now going to um, be devoured by sword. I will end from the land, end from the world your, your, um, your, your killing that you've been killing all around the world will no longer happen. And the voice of your messengers, the messengers that preceded the army. We learned in Isaiah how the people of, of, of Assyria would have a messenger would come and try to intimidate and, and announce the arrival of the big army and try to intimidate them into surrender. Um, all those, those messengers, the voice and sound of those messengers will no longer be in the world. So we now understand why God had such anger for the people of Ninveh. It was because of their behavior, because of their oppression. And for that reason, they will be gone, they will be lost from the world. And those that are oppressed including the nation of Judah, will be able to find some peace and respite from their oppression. Thank you so much for studying Nahum chapter 2. Looking forward to studying chapter 3 together.